0: With me, into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my one. Let me lead you into it. Let me take you into the mind of a woman who is mad.
1: Hi, and welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, A Good Ghoul's Guide to Horror. I'm your poltergeist, Kinsey. I'm your poltergeist, Don. And I'm your poltergeist, Max. And this week we watched the 2014 film Oculus, written and uh, directed and co-written by the one and only Mike Flanagan. So let's go around had you seen it before? Did you like it? Did you not like it? All of that good jazz. Also, we will be in spoiler territory as always, lickety split. Um I hadn't seen it before. I don't think I did like it, honestly. And I wanted to I like Mike Flanagan. I like Karen Gilliam. I like Katie Sackhoff. I didn't really like this movie, I don't think. Okay.
0: I had seen it before. Uh, I remember liking it, or at least liking Karen Gillen and I like Karen Uh, The uh, I liked it again on this time. I think it was lean and mean enough that it it worked for me, I think. So I'm going to fall on the other edge of the uh, blade than Donna.
1: Uh, I had seen this before. We actually, I feel like, I like to say that we're one of the few that actually saw it in the theaters when it came mm-hmm. out.
0: I, I saw it on some streaming service very quickly after it was released.
1: Yeah, we we saw it before Mike Flanagan was Mike Flanagan.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I dug it then, I dug it now. on Mac, I think you summed it up perfectly by calling it Lean and Mean. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it's not the miniseries Flanagan or even Dr. Sleep Flan again people are used to with true. the emotional weight but you start seeing that with this yeah. one so i i'm never mad when i get to watch Oculus and yeah true so what does
0: IMDB say the movie is about Kenzie
1: well that is a thank you for asking mac IMDB your nemesis and our good good buddies <laughs> want you to know a woman tries to exonerate her brother who was convicted of murder by proving that the crime was committed by a supernatural phenomenon.
0: Yeah, but what it's really about is uh, the bleak housing market of the early 2000s leads two elder millennials to accidentally home alone themselves. <laughs> also, it's apparently has to be about wrestling. Because WWE Films produce this, and it is the only non-wrestling-themed film that they've ever been involved in.
1: That confused me what? as well, because I forgot about that.
0: Uh, well, I saw I thought, okay, maybe they were branching out, and then I look at the films, all they produce, it's like, oh, just a bunch of direct-to-video, meathead wrestling sequels, and uh, stuff like that, and then Oculus. I'm like,
1: the okay. Kind of, the closest this film gets to wrestling to 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 be tied into wrestling and the only reason i know this is because i was reading some trivia on it is the gentleman that wins the Lassard glass at the auction at the beginning apparently that is wrestler triple h's real last name and so that
0: is huh that is it it was a little bit about wrestling
1: yeah no not not a ton and like i said i wouldn't have known this if i hadn't read some trivia but it's like you know, because everything else when you see who do, did this movie, you're like, okay, yeah, that track, especially this was right before, you know, as Blumhouse was breaking. Right. And then you get that WWE logo and you're like, wait, what?
0: you right. That was, the, I was like, huh?
1: <laughs> I just, I have one quick question. Go for it. What's the next movie we're doing? Oh, we are doing part one of Grindhouse. So we're going to be doing Death Proof. I thought, or not Planet Death Proof. Terror. Excuse me. Excuse, um, excuse me. Planetary. Sorry. Yeah. I, I love them both, gang. Okay, here's what I need our next movie to do. I'm not familiar with that movie. I need our next movie to have a solid foundation in reality. (laughs) Whoa, Donna! Whoops! Big
0: swing and a miss,
1: Donna! (laughs) God damn it! Oh, Donna! I mean, let
0: me me look at that schedule and see when that might come up. uh, Uh,
1: I'm going to vote pray. Praise my vote. (laughs) Okay. There's All right.
0: My- blood quantum, so I'm not sure.
1: Blood quantum. Well, okay, wait, no, I back up. I blo- I vote blood quantum, but I'm a little bit biased. <laughs> I just I just want to know what actually is going on at some point in this podcast. I do I will okay. So Donna, you're actually that's one of the things I do like about this film is that not only is it fucking with the the kids. Per- perception of things going on mm-hmm. i like that it does it to the audience as well like and yeah. that's something i i i dug on this one and i had forgotten because it's been it's been a mm-hmm. few years since i've watched oculus so i had forgotten some of the things but i i like that that you even you as the audience member aren't sure what exactly is going on like what is real and what isn't real it's not something i real. i, I remember many years ago having this conversation with my mother which which actually really made me go oh yeah that is something that is about me where i told her that i really prefer my stories to have a really solid reality and she was like but you you like science fiction and fantasy and i was like let me tell you something about fantasy mom they have let me tell you about the world building in most fantasy stories their reality is established. Um, so Sometimes. yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Usually, most often. Um, so yeah. Um I but I did notice, for instance, like the, the one scene right before she okay, here we are, definitely in the spoilers. The scene right before she probably most likely kills her fiance, you know, she kicks the planter. She breaks the planter. She goes upstairs. She goes back downstairs. She sees the scattered pottery. She uses her phone to check herself and decides there's no scattered pottery. And then Michael comes up behind her and she stabs him with a piece of pottery and then convinces herself that none of it's real because she had convinced herself there was no scattered pottery. But of course, there was scattered pottery because she broke the planter. You know, it's just what's real and what's not real and what's real and what's not real at this point I'm not 100% sure if she actually did kill her fiance or not I'm like at 85% she killed her fiance well I like even the movie leaves that up to us as the viewer because you don't see you only see at the end you only see one stretcher come out which is her you don't see two you and it's it's very ambiguous and I like that you can make your own conclusion of did she, or did she not kill Michael? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think for me, that's one of the things that, that works that really works with this film is that even you don't Mm -hmm. know because you're led to believe when Michael makes the 911 call, he really didn't make it. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with during the flashback, when the glass lets go of, Maria Katie Sackhoff's character, the Mom, it waits at the most tragic time to do it because it knows the dad is coming behind and knows what the dad's gonna do mm-hmm. and so i I like that that I like that perception warping of this film mm-hmm. that's you know, that's what works well, then let me mention one of the first things I'm really irritated about. Katie Sackhoff is too much to be. An insecure housewife. Katie Sackhoff is too much. She has too much power (laughs) to be a insecure. I have a cesarean scar and now I can no longer be attractive housewife. You have too much power in that person.
0: Yes. That's assuming that the husband wasn't a piece of shit before all the ghosts started fucking around.
1: She was insecure about her cesarean scar before the husband,
0: right? Well, my read on that is that he was at the minimum complicit in that insecurity, if not actively cultivating it.
1: She was already when the glass started doing the perception of him having an affair, she was she didn't immediately try to like, I don't think tim was wrong talking about their family had problems before they moved i think the the glass amplified stuff that was already yeah. there so i'm kind of leaning with mac or al- him already being a piece of shit before they even got the glass because yes i don't. i 100 percent agree katie sackoff she had nothing to be be self-conscious about and i think i even leaned over at one point to billy i'm like no notes, Katie. You're perfect. Don't listen to him. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, for sure. I just I just you give me a Katie Sackhoff to cast in my movie as a wife and a mother. And that person is going to turn around and look at him and say, you have any problems with the scar? I'll go fight better because I can.
0: Sometimes the several pounds of ground meat we're trying to unlock the universes, universe with in our heads doesn't doesn't crunch the numbers that way, though. I agree with you. Objectively, she's she's got no problems, but yeah. sometimes the brain is faulty.
1: Sometimes the brain is not very kind to you. Right.
0: And sometimes the husband was a piece of shit before you could blame the g- 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 ghost mirror. <laughs> I'm thinking he was having an affair, and that's why they had to move.
1: Very yeah. good possibility. Yeah, And also, yeah. whenever I see a man with a set of golf clubs I see a man who's neglecting his family. Now, I want to be very clear. When I say a man with a set of golf clubs, what I'm referring to is a man with a set of golf clubs and not a couple with a set of golf clubs. That's what I'm referring to. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. No, it's 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 not something they're doing together. It's I need to get out of the house. I'm with you, Donna. Yeah. You you've got somebody who's leaving his wife with the kids for hours on a Saturday. Yeah, which they're they're ten and twelve. They are. They do it very well. Apparently, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot on somebody's plate. Mm-hmm. And then I guess my other real problem, and this is the one that really, really, at the end, I was, I was still given this movie, and and okay, okay, um, right up until the end, and at the end, I was like, no, no. Kaylee does not make that mistake, uh, even in the movie. Uh, even if the uh, even if the mirrors got her, I don't see Kaylee making that mistake of getting that close to that mirror. She has put so, she has put ten years of planning into this thing. She has spent ten years planning this with timers and food and water and a twenty pound anchor on a winch. I just don't see Kaylee, even with her mother, walking up and putting her head in front of that mirror. I just don't see it. I just don't see it happening. She did doze off in front of the mirror, and then immediately went, oh, fuck no, and moved. I just, I don't see Kaylee making that mistake.
0: Yeah, I think the movie establishes the mirror's power, so I did not have a problem with that. I think it, with full command of her faculties, agreed, Kaylee doesn't make that mistake, but... They are in way too deep at this point, and she has mm-hmm. ahabbed her way into uh, not being able to turn back, both in perception and in her degree of faculty.
1: I did, I feel like Tim would have made that mistake, but of course, if Tim had made that mistake, we wouldn't have had the tragic ending of Tim going right back, you know, right back to jail. Um, but I feel like Tim would have made that mistake, but not Kaylee. And I know we we just had this conversation but that was the point I was like nope I'm out I'm done I nope you lost me but that's me yeah and I and I and I get that Donna I'm I'm definitely I I think when it comes to that I think Kaylee was not prepared for the power that mm-hmm. the mirror had and that also her memories are that of a child and not of an adult yeah I don't think she was prepared for that power uh like she, she, had, yeah. she had memories of the of being a kid and being around it, but I don't think she was prepared to be the focus. And I think once it really got going, because she did feed it, she did power it up for lack of a better term. And then, and that's before adding in the Tim factor with Tim being there and her worried about her little brother, that changes that, that she's not, if it was just her and I think that would have been a little bit different and it may have even been different if the glass had been covered. But I, I think that's, yeah, I, that's why I think it works. And I think it had control of her because there's a shot in, uh, when Tim is watching him, watching his younger self watch cartoons, there's three shots in the static of Kaylee's face. One of them, her look, basically it looks like she's looking through, the the tv and they're super fast shots like you had to like boop, 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 but you can kind of you see her face and the last one is what we assume is when the uh the weight goes through her when she's at the glass because her face is her mouth is open in surprise
0: yeah I, I i think honestly kaylee probably did go through some therapy obviously and it was a very reality-based therapy technique to kind of change that self-talk. She probably was terrified of this mirror never wanted to see the mirror again and felt like if she could conquer the mirror, she could conquer her own demons. And therefore, she went into this place where she believed she could. And given the mirror's power, she overestimated her own ability to rationalize her way out of whatever was going on. So, yeah, did not have a problem with Kaylee making the big mistakes at the end.
1: I have a quick mini poll question. All right. Did the mirror actually eat the dog or not?
0: No, I don't think the mirror ever actually eats anything. It gets the exterior forces to do something. So, Yeah. No, would be my answer.
1: Yeah, I think I do think it made the first dog sick. I That's why I said I think that's one of the things that makes the mirror so dangerous is it takes real things to Influence it, so I th- I do think it made the the dog sick, and then I think or did it, it was... make
0: the dad make the dog sick?
1: Right, that's in yeah. the yeah. and I think I don't think it ate the second dog. I but then again, we don't know if Kaylee or Tim did something to that second dog because we're shown Tim let the dog out. So I think it's once again it's your perception. I do I mean I so I have written down here basically the little flow chart of what the glass affects because it starts out with the plants. So it's going to, I mean, it's kind of bottom level feeding. Then it's going to do something with the pets. Then you've got your perception, then electrical, electricity, and then finally people like it, it has to kind of build. And it's, I kind of think it's kind of genius that, <laughs> that, that little, little pyramid of feeding, like just, and I think Kaylee says something about like that it is you know it's bottom feeding Mm -hmm. right now but i i like that all right i've got a and this should have been my poll question if i had been more awake when we were discussing our stuff this would have been my poll question so they've got tim on tape releasing the anchor and killing kaylee right open and shut case he's he's possibly getting the death penalty depending what state they're in they've got all the other tapes Okay, they've got evidence that there's weird shit going on. But is the weird shit them like we saw the cameras? Like we saw them move the cameras. So is the right. so I don't.
0: It I wouldn't think, be. It wouldn't be hard for the the mirror to erase the tapes, except for those moments.
1: Yeah, or alter because if it's messing with electricity, alter. Yeah. The per, let's, alter. L- let's let's take as a given. That the, that the mirror can't erase the tapes. Let's just okay. let's just take as a given that the tapes... Now, just just for sake of argument. Okay. Okay. For okay. sake of argument, okay. let's okay. say that the, the tapes can't be altered. There is a tape record of everything that happened in that house.
0: That's where you start off with a sequel.
1: <laughs> so, how much danger is Tim actually in where there actually <laughs> is evidence that shit happened? Shit went down. Stuff happened that was not Tim.
0: With that caveat in there, and it takes me a leap to get there, he might still go back to the, uh, the, uh, the hospital for a number of mm-hmm. years. And, and the question becomes, okay, the tapes are not erasable, but what do the tapes actually pick up? Do they pick up supernatural happenings? Or do they mm-hmm. pick up Kaylee pushing him into an unhealthy mental place? Like mm-hmm. her obsession... Is overriding this, and she is right. And she's trying to force him, obviously a psychologically vulnerable person, into doing things that are unhealthy. So, do they watch the tapes and say, you know, okay, we're not going to charge you with murder, but you got to go back to the hospital, man. You can't be around people because th- it took one relative mm-hmm. and one weekend and three cameras to get you right back to square one.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, for instance, that that first scene that they watched, they thought they were in the the, the foyer having a conversation right. and they were actually in the room with the mirror moving the cameras face to face. So and that's my, you know, kind of to piggyback on what Mac was saying, I think them watching the tapes, I think what they see is is someone being led to a state a manic state for lack of a better word and it's just her antagonizing him and then both of them standing in front of the mirror that it just shows that they both were still I don't unhealthy I guess is the Mm -hmm. mentally unhealthy and I think a good defense attorney can make that argument for Tim that he wasn't ready and you know, and obviously his sister had problems that we we failed her in the foster care system. Shocking, and this is the tragedy.
0: Yeah, they released him into her care, which I think the the hospital's got to an answer for that.
1: Yeah, well, that was ghosts. A new
0: state. Yeah, ghosts or no ghosts, it was just not a a solid idea.
1: Mm-hmm. Because even it almost sounds like at the beginning that Tim cut off contact with her when he was in the hospital. Cause she made a comment like, yeah, all of a sudden I, I was visiting you and then I couldn't like, I think, yeah, I, I think there's a, there's some accountability from, from the hospital as well. Yeah. And I'm very proud that I kept the supernatural elements out of it, Donna, that I yeah. stayed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I think we have covered my list of objections. So y'all could go back to talking about this movie and <laughs> and i want you to know that I, I i was surprised that it wasn't the the fate of the dogs that wasn't part of your list of objections i mean, I mean you didn't you didn't get any damn it No, uh, well my i do have a note on here that says oh shit two dead dogs sorry donna so <laughs> so I, I mean i didn't get a damn Kinsey. so i feel like you know that's a win that's a win it was it was, you know, there was no like intestines sprawled out in the forest. So it was, you know, well, and once again, it's it's your perception. So you're mm-hmm. not seeing actually what happened to the dogs. What do you perceive? What do you think happened to the dog? It- I actually, one of the things I do like about this film, I like the the shifting, in the flashbacks, like, basically, it almost feels like they're, as they're at the house, what they're remembering, and so they're in that moment, and then almost like the glass knows that, so then the glass will warp that moment with them in there, and I like that. I like that, that transition.
0: I have one objection to Okay, the movie, and it's a thing that movies do, and it's dumb, and I don't get, well, I get why, but I, I get, like, maybe just don't do this to begin with. Um, movies of a certain budget children characters are always watching public domain cartoons and they are transfixed by them to a point where a kid would not be like no I don't want to watch this I want Spongebob go fucking pay Paramount the license so I can watch Spongebob in this damn movie (laughs) you cheap bastard Flanagan come on
1: hey he didn't have Netflix money Mac this was pre- I, under-
0: I understand he didn't have the money, but I'm looking there going, nah, they're not in reality anymore. They're they're super into nondescript eight millimeter cartoon.
1: Okay, so I like that 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 took you out because as we were watching this, Billy was like, that is not an early two thousands computer. That is not an early two thousands computer monitor. Like he.
0: And I, I, I was there with that. And then also there's a point where they're playing video games and I swear to God, they're either playing an Atari Lynx or a Game Gear. And it's like 2002. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Like We got to be serious about this if we're going to believe anything that's going on.
1: Counterpoint to that one that he also made an observation. He goes, I love kids in these movies. That play with toys that no kid during that time is playing with. He goes, like that laser tag, or why do we have a train set?
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like everything about what they were doing, minus the public domain cartoons, screamed 1994 to me. (laughs)
1: And see, the game system they were using, I thought that was kind of like a Sega Game Gear or something like...
0: That's right. It was either that or, like, I couldn't tell 100%, but it was so (laughs) big and blocky and and gunmetal gray colored that it was either an Atari Lynx or a Game Gear. And there's no way children in 2002 had any interest in that at (laughs) all.
1: Also with their 1985, you know, laser tag set that they had on.
0: Yeah. 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 (laughs)
1: <laughs> so yeah, uh editor Billy was there with you Mac on yeah. on those, so
0: But that takes that's not a new it's a very, it's a movie thing. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, those moments I'm like, "Oh, I'm watching a movie. I'm not watching something happen. I, I can't suspend my disbelief when there's clearly a author bringing things from maybe his own childhood into the arena or stuff that clearly was a budgetary decision.
1: So with this film, I was I knew she was in it, but I didn't know who she was playing in it because I hadn't watched this since I kind of became very well versed in the Flanagan miniseries verse. But uh, his wife is the woman in the office that Marisol Chavez, the one that uh, uh, her name, her name's Katie Siegel. But yeah, that's his wife that is playing that ghost. The The one that had the the miscarriage and that you see always in the office. The woman with the very long dark hair. But yeah, that is his wife. And I was like, I knew she was in it. I was like, oh, I wonder if I can, I'll find her. And it was like, oh no, there she is. I know exactly who she is. Yeah, I had a very, very brief moment when I was going through um, IMDB when I was like, oh, that's the lady from Married with Children. No, that is definitely not the oh, lady from Married with Children. Different one. No. <laughs> no nope. so, definitely not the. i mean that changes the energy of <laughs> <laughs> definitely not so weird just minor weird little trivia even though karen Gillum's uh american accent really pretty good i remember every line said by her in a scottish accent <laughs> yeah. yeah i hope this hurts i remember it in a, in a scottish accent <laughs> That's the lasser glass fucking with your perception, Donna. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: for sure. <laughs> you must be hungry.
1: I I actually re- rewound because I had to pause and I don't know, let the dog out or something. But I actually rewound to see, did she maybe mess up the R or something on, on that line? No, she didn't. She yeah. said it fine, but I remember it in a Scottish accent. I love with her in this movie that, one, this is her first American film, and two, Flanagan wanted her from the beginning for this role, because he loved her in Doctor Who. Mm-hmm.
0: Who didn't? Right. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Well. I deeply distrust anyone who didn't. One, one, of right. my,
1: one of my friends hates the pawns. I'm oh. like, how do you hate the pawns? I don't understand. The pawns are- Is fantastic. this
0: person still a friend?
1: Yes. This- still a current friend uh, is a very very good friend they just have questionable hoofian taste okay and i'm you know all right all right it's a strike yeah. but you're still you're still a good friend you're
0: allowed a strike
1: if that's the yeah. only strike in the negative column then you know
0: what everyone's allowed to be wrong they don't <laughs> like rush i like rush i don't love rush i like karen gillen
1: i tolerate <laughs> rush but I like Karen Gill.
0: <laughs> but I like that... Karen Gill a lot.
1: Anyway, we're gonna <laughs> move on. All right, I'm, I'm giving I'm giving Kenzie some side eye now. But no, that's, that's fine. Right. I I'll explain off mic, Donna, on that one. Oh, okay, so. okay, that's that's fine. Well, I I trust me. I have I have reasons. So
0: <laughs> she believes a ghost is contained within Rush that killed several close family members. It's yeah. a thing. <laughs>
1: Okay. Weirdly enough, that would track for me, Mac. You it know? would.
0: I'd be surprised you weren't talking about it more. Like, <laughs> not only do I not like Rush, here's why I don't like Rush.
1: <laughs> so one of the bits that always gets me that I always always remember, but it still gets me every time, is the light bulb bit. Like just that. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. And I like this film kind of does a little bit of everything with horror. Like you get the psychological, you get the supernatural, you get the body horror uh with the light bulb bit when he pulls his fingernail off yep. with.
0: And that then, was what I was going to mention. Yep.
1: And then the, the C-section scar opening, like there's, uh, a, there's some great body horror in this and it's, yeah. and it's just so like, just little like, bloop, 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 bloop. like, I love it. But yeah, several,
0: several moments of just, all the muscles in my body clenching up. Like, yeah, oh, I don't like that. Mm. I feel
1: like the point that I pulled my own fingernail off with a staple remover would be the point that I got rid of that mirror.
0: And that's, that's the, and I call that the Cronenberg threshold. It's present in a lot of horror movies. The, the detail, and we haven't done, I don't know if we've done this movie, and we should, and I might bring it up again then, but his, The Fly uh, you know he's got, he's got he's got some problems but he never goes sees a doctor and then there's one scene where he goes into his uh, bathroom opens up the uh, medicine cabinet and sees his own shrivelled genitals there on the shelf and I'm like, okay gentlemen I know we're taking <laughs> medical help but when your penis falls off that's it. you go to see the doctor you go and handle the situation. The Cronenberg Threshold, where obviously you're going to go take the, a rational person and say, okay, we're done. Yep.
1: Yep. Oh, yep. I, I love the Cronenberg Threshold. Yep. I think we need to write our own horror book just so oh. we can get the Cronenberg Threshold.
0: Oh, we should. Uh, we should. That's happening. <laughs> it, is, yep. it is happening.
1: Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, the book. The
0: book. And and it can have a foreword by Roger Dunwistle, who we haven't heard <laughs> from in a while, and uh, yeah, maybe that's a signal we need to get to a real poll and quota. Yeah, from, I was going to say, says anything?
1: Yeah, because yeah. now I'm looking through my notes, I've 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 hit the bullet points that I've wanted to talk about, and yeah, that yeah, this film, it it hits all the the little, it gets a little whatever your 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 horror uh, appetite is, it kind of touches a little bit. You got possession body horror yeah. psychological horror haunting like it's it's just a nice little buffet to me yeah
0: and it's impressive there, there's other I, movies that try to do it all and it doesn't feel like it doesn't does any of them quite right i get don's objections they're completely you, you, valid they yeah. didn't hit me the same way i, yeah. I thought it, it delivered all of these in a way that was perfectly good perfectly good good enough
1: it's definitely a good resume to show what we now know of Flanagan. Like, I think that is, I, I, that's, I think it's a good, like, just, it's, it's a good resume. Like this, like, oh, this is, or not, maybe not resume, but this is a good, this is a good, uh, forward. (laughs) We'll keep with the book analogy. This is a good forward in, in a book. Yeah. The body horror in particular, I agree. Hit, right. The, when, when cheap it into the, Apple slash light bulb slash apple. I was just like that.
0: I, yeah, I Flash back to Evil Dead Rise in the in the, yeah. the wine glass, yeah.
1: Yeah. With uh, I mean and because I just realized nobody could see my reaction. I mean both hands over my mouth, not breathing, just oh my god. It was awful, it was terrifying. It was it was visceral reaction, just Oh my God. That was incredible. And yeah, the C-section scar coming up open and Oh, the fingernail bit. Oh, Oh, the fingernail bit. Oh. Holy shit. Like when he, when he pulled that bandaid off and took it and put it and then he, he mm-hmm. saw the bandaid was still on his finger. I was going, Nope, 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 Nope. You are that Eek! the bandaid's off. It is off the bandaid's off. Stop, stop, stop. No. Yep. Mm-hmm. No. All right. <laughs> that, so yes, that was my th- Cronenberg threshold right there. Okay. And on that note, uh, Mac, you have our quote.
0: I do. And I'll try to do it in a Scottish accent. It, interesting note about Scottish accent. My wife and I will will read books to each other sometimes. And uh, I was reading a Doctor Who book to her at one point. And it was an 11th Doctor era uh story. Uh, featuring the Pons, and I realized I can't really do a female Scottish accent. So when I read all of Amy Pons' dialogue, it ended up sounding like Sean Connery. It's like, oh, where's my glory? And uh, so, you know, I'll try to do it in a Scottish accent. We'll see. We'll see what comes out. It is a line from Kaylee. Hello again. You must be hungry. I hope this still hurts. That's how she said it, right? In my,
1: in my memory, yes, I do have yeah. an important question. Mm. How does the female Scottish accent differ significantly from the male Scottish accent?
0: Uh, It's more high-pitched. It doesn't sound like Sean Connery. Like, I I really tried to do just a basic thing there so that it could be uh, the the Karen Gillan Scottish accent. But literally, at that moment, I couldn't wrap myself around a real Scottish accent to be, like, unisex for the character. So it was Sean Connery, which is demonstrably a male Scottish accent. (laughs)
1: I do want to mention on our on our quote, like we did have some really some really good ones. Like there's some really great lines, Donna. Uh, Donna, what was the demon one again that you that you like? That I mean, I had it written down too. Yeah, like, I have met my demons and they are many. I've seen the devil and he is me. That I mean, there's some creepy ass lines in this. Like and so, there's there's some good ones on this too. So well, this was not an easy decision on quotes we we all came we came prepared <laughs> on that all right um mac you have our
0: rule yes uh never for any reason go antiquing <laughs> which like you know that's a horror trope like the ancient item with something evil in it you y- I- Maybe it exists. I just can't think of it. But like, where is the horror story with cursed objects from IKEA?
1: I mean, I think Grady Hendrix has got a book called Horror Store that's about a haunted IKEA. Now, I will since since you since you have laid that question out there, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Uh, I just, yeah. I mean, Christine was not a twenty twenty four Kia Soul. No, no. Right,
0: right. Yeah. So I I almost want to write that up. The, the, like you ordered the furniture in it, do it yourself. And in the process of, you know, getting the dowel into the, uh, the little hatch right, uh, you've, you know, unlocked a, uh, either a Cronenberg monster or a, a Lovecraftian monster or both. Or maybe they're like, it's a Buddy cop movie underneath the surface, like a Lovecraftian monster and a Cronenberg monster. Like, ah, I'm Cronenberg monster. Like,
1: but then it morphs into a I romance story.
0: Which, I did a lot of hand gestures for there that sold the Lovecraftian and and Cronenbergian influences there. You,
1: you forgot to say something racist when you were the Lovecraftian monster.
0: Well, that's the thing. I think this movie is Lovecraftian, but without the bullshit. So you can be Lovecraftian and don't have to bring the racism.
1: Fair. Yeah. yeah. Fair.
0: Yeah. I'm saying, to be Lovecraft, yes, you must be racist. But to be Lovecraftian... <laughs> You need not be racist. That's a new rule.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like it. It's a, it's a new general rule. I like it. It's a, it's a good one. And then we're also with this one, just kind of little, little inside baseball for the listeners here on us discussing the rule. A lot of our suggestions were things that we had done in the past, you know, Mm. with dealing with trauma, making, you know, making promises. Like we wanted to be a little bit, a different take than something we had done before. All right, I have our poll, <clears throat> uh, which is: Do you think you have to look at the lasser glass to be affected, or just being in the room with it covered? What, where does it gain its power on you?
0: Um, uh, given that it could kill plants in a certain radius, I don't think it was a visual thing. I think I think Kaylee specifically measured the sphere of influence of the of the mirror.
1: She did, but I'm wondering. The initial, I guess maybe I should have clarified, the initial of being affected, like... uh Yes,
0: but uh, but its influence goes beyond the room, so you do not... Ha- and affects things that do not have sight, therefore, it's not sight-based.
1: Okay. However, we didn't see it do anything until it was uncovered. True. Yeah. So, it just sat there and was like, you know, we didn't see horror at the auction house... No, but I don't think. Oh, it, it was uncovered. wasn't it uncovered. It was uncovered at the it auction was un- uncovered house. Off the, at the at the auction house, and I, she had
0: to talk to it and kind of touch the scar of it. Yeah,
1: but then that leads the question: Is it then touch based? Maybe not sight based, because I was leaning that it was sight based the the influence, but it's not till she touches it that then you know even at the auction house it does it starts messing with her and you know they're both touching it to put on the wall so maybe it isn't site-based but touch-based maybe i was yeah. gonna say maybe it's just being well behaved at the auction house because it wants a new bone that
0: on. to add on to both I, I think there's elements of both i think it needs an audience so it needs to be aware that it has someone they can be, mess with so maybe it's site-based for it but the effects on the outside world are not the the outside world does not need to look at it, but it needs to look at its target.
1: Okay, that basically it's got to focus, and then yeah. its powers can grow from there. That,
0: or, or it has a sense of whimsical theatricality. It needs an it needs somebody. It wouldn't do anything weird if no one wasn't looking, because where's the fun in that?
1: I like that, but it needs it needs an audience. I like that a lot.
0: Because that's essentially the psychological profile of my cat. (laughs) (laughs) She she never does anything wrong when we're gone. There's never any forensic signs of misbehavior. But if somebody's watching, she'll act a fool.
1: (laughs) All right. Do we have anything else on Oculus? That really was a very impressive frame on that mirror. Oh, it's gorgeous. And carved out of one piece of wood, which I imagine it wasn't. But, I mean, in reality. But just say that it was.
0: Well, you know, maybe if, if they didn't carve it out of one piece of wood, they could have actually watched some real cartoons. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> just decide where your money is going and go there. Tell me it's one piece of wood. Don't make it one piece of wood. And then, you know, they can watch the fair... The, the, very odd parents or whatever, whatever the hell, whatever the hell, kids in 2002 would have watched. I was an adult at that point. I don't even know.
1: I don't what? know what they were watching. I was, say, yeah. I was an adult. More, I will add one other little bit of fun trivia. Uh, you will find the lasser glass in Flanagan's movies and shows somewhere. You just it is. It's a fun Easter egg to find, but he has put it in like everything from uh, House on Haunted Hill, Midnight Mass, Gerald's Game, uh, Doctor Sleep. Like it's 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 a fun little easter egg to uh to do. All right, who wants to go first with happy place? Go first. All right. So, last summer I taught nutrition and I had the most delightful class of students. They just brightened my day every day I went in. And uh this summer I'm teaching a class called general biology for non-majors and I went in to look at my class roster and I recognize an awful lot of names and I'm teaching an awful lot of those same students. And I'm just really excited. Oh, that's I'm great! really excited that I'm going to be teaching a lot of the same students this summer. So, yay. That's great. I'm really looking forward to my summer now.
0: My, okay. So my, my day job's a little, uh, screwy around the edges. We will not get into all the details of why, but there's, there's plenty of them there. At any rate, there's a large mirror in the office that you know.
1: uh... (laughs) No plants are staying alive. (laughs) Yeah, carved Uh, out of one piece of wood. Carved out
0: of one piece of wood. There's a lot of public domain cartoons being uh, (laughs) uh, screened. Uh, We were all issued a Game Gear on day one. It was. It's a very odd place to work. I'll just say that. (laughs) But I think I've hit my Cronenberg threshold with that, so I finally got over my uh, my hangups of it, and I applied for a new job this week. So, well, yeah, completely elsewhere and doing something else. And there is definitely a a psychological undercurrent of in, in in the office I work in where we all kind of feel like we deserve to be there, not like, hey, we deserve to be there. Like, no, we've done, we've all had sad stories, and this is the punishment we deserve. But it's all a mental thing, so you just gotta. it's you know it's so many big steps are easier said than done really those big steps are as easy said as they are done you just have to actually do them
1: all right i like that mac and yeah fingers crossed for you on that one um my happy place i kind of had a little bit of a tough time figuring out what it was and i wasn't until right before we started sitting here at my desk and it is my dear friend sammy we have been friends over 10 years. We recently found out a couple months ago that we had the fav- the same favorite new kid on the block and which was Jonathan and we had never heard of somebody else having that same favorite new kid except each other and so she coordinated with Billy and she got me the Jonathan Funko Pop as a birthday present and it's actually sitting on my desk so it's like, you know what? Yeah, so Sammy is my my happy place is we just the nice little little thought and just she has a super huge heart and i love her to death so we are on the social media you can find us at twitter at beyond cabin as well as instagram we have a webpage beyond the cabin of the i am on twitter and instagram as at Callista 77 i'm on twitter and instagram at dragon goblin there's no i in goblin
0: I'm on tw- Twitter and uh, Spoutable. I'm, 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 I'm holding out hope that Spoutable is the one to, to really take off. It's, it's not yet, but, you know, there's, there's hope. Uh, at Party Apocalypse. Also, PartyApocalypse.com for other uh, podcasts. This show, uh, oh. The holiday is Broken uh, with my wife, Laura, and friends of the show. Well, Laura's also a friend of the show, but there's also other friends of the show on it. Uh, Eris and Z uh, they are without me hosting a uh, Criminal Minds rewatch podcast uh, Disorganized and we have full runs of uh, Friendables, two friends talking about Hannibal Lecter as the myth turns and the fourth wall, books, blogs, movie reviews and nothing else PartyApocalypse.com for all your entertainment needs
1: as always thank you to our editor Billy for making us sound fantastic and professional we do appreciate it love you billy and thank you for listening please rate review and subscribe to us if you aren't already doing so yes please do that and don't read the latin
0: (laughs) okay don't read the latin but get away from the mirror donna damn it (laughs) you know what horror is